Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Ude. Today is March 11, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Ude and MPC does conduct conference calls every single day. For those people who are in the conference call, uh, I'm sorry, in the Zoom, please raise your hand. You'll be called for asking the question. Yeah. Shalini? Uh, good morning, Rahul. Uh, the, uh, I have one question. My husband, uh, he is on L1A visa right now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's out of country and mm-hmm. uh, his i-140 in under eb1 is uh filed in december 9 2020 mm-hmm. uh, he's maxing out this month then and he has to travel uh, outside country for family medical reasons wait 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 let's get one step right now he's here or he's in india He's India. His father expired, so he has to travel India. Uh, so, the answer to the question is he's in India. Yes. You said he filed EB1C. Did you say that he filed EB1C? EB1, yeah. EB1, uh, 140, I-140 in EB1 category. Yes. Did he also file the adjustment of status? No, because it was not current. It It is not. And when is he maxing out, you said? The uh, 20th, of, 20th of this month. That's so bad. I mean, so he left the country. So is, do you know that any time period that he spends outside the country will be counted? He can extend that. So if it's 20th, he left the country, it'll be furthermore. But how are they going to extend it? His passport, his visa is only valid until 20th, is right? Yeah. Yeah, you need to have a private consultation. And because there are a lot of dates to be added there. I don't so, think so. I can do it in the Zoom, in the Zoom one with all the people. Okay. So I can go for it. But, uh, one question, Rahul, he, he has a B2 visa as well. So can he come on B2 and file mm-hmm. for AOS? No, ma'am. He cannot. Because in the B2, you must have only intention to temporarily come into United States. If his intention is to get the green card and then file the additional status, he cannot come on B2 visa. That's not good. And, uh, okay. So, and I have filed my H1 last week. So if my H1 approved, can he travel on H4? There are, yes, he can. That can be done. And, and from H4 to AOS is okay, right? That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly okay. fine. Okay. So, so for the date extension, I can contact you or your, mm-hmm. uh, for the more extension. Two. He, Shalini, there are too many moving parts. H1, H4, B1, L1A expiration and 7th year expiration, I-145, priority date not current. There are too many moving parts in your family. 
And when you yes. make an appointment, though, you can add your husband. And I don't mind mm-hmm. adding Indian numbers also if he has Indian number. Okay. 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 Yeah. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you very much. But yeah, H four looks to be a good option. Good, Leo. Ne- go to the next one. Sindhu or Leo, can you go to the next caller? Rahul Reddy, Chara. Yeah. Hi. Uh, hi, sir. This is Rahul. Um, so I have a question on H one B. So right now I'm in a non-profit H one B. I never went into the cap, and uh, this year I found a new employer who is willing to file for a H one B in the lottery process. So my question mm-hmm. is. If that um, application is, if it gets picked, can I travel while the application is in pending with USCIS? Yeah, since it's an extension of the H-1B, not a change of status, you can travel. Uh, so, no, it's it's not extension. Um, I know what you mean, but the, yeah. for, for our legal meaning, though, it's okay. not a trans. It's not a transfer from. It's not a transfer from a H4 to H1 or F1 to H1. So yes, technically, yes. you can travel. Okay. And uh, one last question is, um, I just need to know the consequences. Like, so the, the new start date for the, the cap H1B is October 1st. What if, if I don't, uh, if I decide not to join at that time? When you come back into the United States, uh, you're putting me in trouble there. Okay. <sighs> I mean, I, I mean, I have my normal H-1B through my employer currently. What if in the October, uh, if I decided not to join that company? I mean, technically, yeah, technically you can. But the then question comes is that uh, where you've been counted to the H-1B or not, they may question that one though. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would rather want you to join the company for a couple of days and move back to this company. That'll be okay. much better if you can. And okay. do you know... Yep. And, and, and do you know, Rahul, that while working for this non-profit organization, you can start working for a yeah. for-profit organization parallelly. Do you know yes, that? Yes, yes. And you don't yeah, need I to, know okay. that. Yeah. You don't need yeah, to, they, you, yeah. you don't come out of the cap for that, okay? Yeah, yeah. My main question was, uh, what if, if... I got the point. Working, I got the point. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. want to make sure okay. whether you know this. Or not. Next question. Okay, so, yep. Thank you. Vamsi Puli. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my uh, call. Uh, so uh, can you hear me, Rahul? Yes, I can. Okay. So my spouse applied for her H4 extension and EAD in September, and she hasn't received her biometrics yet. So she mm-hmm. is planning to travel out of country uh, for about three months. So mm-hmm. will her H4 and EAD continue to be processed as is, or can USCIS has the risk of uh, abandoning both of them? If the biometrics are not responded, they are going to deny the H4. If the H4 is denied, the EAD will be automatically denied. Okay, but if if the in the meanwhile, while she's in India, if she gets the biometrics appointment, uh, mm-hmm. can she should she come back and attend it, or can she ignore and just come back and file a standalone EAD? If she like, ignores you... it, if she mm-hmm. ignores it, this H4 and EAD will be denied. She can come back okay. with the stamping, of course, and then apply for an EAD. You already know that. But this will be denied if she ignores it. Okay, so you would suggest that if she gets the biometrics, she should come back and uh, attend. I mean, it's it's your option. It's your option. Do you want this one to be alive or you don't want this one to be alive? If you want this one to be alive, you should have her come here. If you don't care, no, I don't care. Let her come here. 
and then apply for EAD, then at that point of time, then you can ignore this one and let her come on H4 stamping and apply for EAD. It's up to you. Is it important for you to get this EAD approval or you're just relying on when she comes back, she will apply for the EAD. Depends on that. Okay. So, but the general USCS process here is uh, if she is out of country and she didn't get a biometric scheduled yet, and if they decide not to uh, schedule a biometrics and process the H4 directly, they will deny. They will not. No, no. They will. They will schedule a biometrics. So As is, of now, they are not approving. Yeah, they are, uh, they are not approving uh, without biometrics. Okay, thank you. So there's one more question. Quick question is, uh, so my employer uh, didn't file for my downgrade back in October from EB2 to EB3, uh, but he did uh, file for a new perm, uh, you know, last month. Really? So Really? Yes. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. That lawyer is trying to swindle the money from you and your company. Okay, so is it not legal for them to file two perms for a different job position? It's not, it's not, it's not about legal. Is it legal for you to buy two tickets when you're flying only one person from LA to uh, New York? Is it illegal to buy? No, it's not illegal. I mean, it's just waste of money. Everybody, I mean, we've been telling about this EB2 to EB3 downgrade from past two years. You have, you can look into the YouTube and other presentations we have done it on it. Now mm-hmm. comes in October. You know what? We didn't expect larger companies to downgrade, but even the bigger companies downgraded too. Right. So it's very, so, it doesn't make any sense. Why is he filing perm? Yeah. So he's filing a perm saying that uh, he will be doing an EB3, uh, uh, direct Why? EB3 140 when it Why? becomes current. Why? It's like this. If you can lift 200 cages, okay, that's EB2. All mm-hmm. I need to prove is that, hey, this guy had the capacity to lift 100 cages. Okay. I can use the old pictures. I can use the old video to do the same thing. I don't have to now make you do 100, 100, 100 cages lift again. You already did 200 cages. So, yeah. So, he, he again, I cross-checked multiple times. He mentioned that downgrade is not something they're willing to do, but they're willing to do perms for all uh, again. So, you're saying that is it uh, that, not that, going to be that safe? La- that, that, it's not about safety. It's just unnecessary expenditure by the company and this guy. And you lost the opportunity to file the adjustment of status in October. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. They didn't do that. Is they this, didn't do that for anybody. I mean, what kind of company, what kind of law firm is this? I mean, it's like they may, I, I don't know whether you want to trust this company or this law firm. The reason is okay. that look, you got a golden opportunity. You missed the opportunity in 2012. Now the golden opportunity comes in 2020. They missed it. I think so. They're making lame excuses. Okay. When the next opportunity That's... comes in, guess what? They'll tell something else. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. So I think it's better for me to move out the company. I would move out of the company. And I I would have your all your friends who are working in this company. Look, we okay. did not expect the bigger companies to do downgrading. For some reason, I, I suspected they won't do it. But surprisingly, okay. they all did it. Right. Right. So I, I, yeah. if I were you, I would move out, out of this company. Because okay. tomorrow, if the priority date becomes current, they'll have one more excuse to come up with. Next person, please. Thank you. Kamakshi? Kamakshi? Sandeepar? Uh, yeah. Hi, Rahul. I have a question uh, regarding that uh, president proclamation rule. I'm, mm-hmm. I was 
working through the consultancy agency and uh, last year uh, june my h1b was approved so then after i changed the end client and but i was with the same employer so we applied that amendment as well but uh, so i am planning to go to the stamping and uh, because of this proclamation rule uh, so do i need to worry or uh, i know this rule okay. going what proclamation you're speaking about the work visa h1b's and l1s not coming into united states yeah that one h1b visa for well let me ask you this you were here in june of 2020 working is right yes i'm here that's proclamation is not applicable to you you can go and come back okay thank you next Hi Rahul, uh, I have a question regarding uh, the downgrade I-140. If it gets mm-hmm. rejected, will it automatically reject the associated I-485 application, or can we reapply for I-140 again with no, the ma'am. same? No, ma'am. If the if the I-140 is rejected, the underlying 485 will be automatically denied. No questions asked in it. They will not even look into it. It's it's denied. Well, why are you worried that the I-140 will be denied? No, I just did it in premium processing as per your other video suggestion. So, but I was just considering this scenario. If it happens, what? Yeah, j- just happen? if it's going, doing premium processing, either your approval or denial will come faster. Just because right. you did in premium processing doesn't mean that it's going so, to be have a higher chance of. Are you still working for the same company? Yes, I am still working for the same company. I'll be very, very surprised if the denial comes, ma'am. If you're not working for the company, there are some issues with regards to the ability to pay. If you're working for the company, I'll be very, very shocked to get a denial. Sure. So Rahul, also um, throughout like last uh, year, I actually changed my status to H4, uh, mm-hmm. and I applied. I was a primary applicant, and I did the adjustment of status. Uh, but now uh, my H4 is going to expire in August. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, my husband is applying his uh, H4 and my H4 EAD uh, along with his uh, H1 premium processing. Mm-hmm. But the processing mm-hmm. de- a lot of processing delays, right? But uh, but, last but, time- but 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 hold on, yeah. you you have filed your EAD applications, right? I have filed my adjustment of status EAD. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. As the- Yeah, as a primary applicant, when I applied yes. for it, I I was not on H one. I was on H four. I I know I know you told me that now your H four is expiring. H four EAD is expiring in August of two thousand and twenty one. You have a Sorry. doubt that it, your H four EAD will not be extended. I got the point. That's very clear. What is your question? So, so last time when I did the uh, uh, change of status from H one to H four and did the and I did the EAD, my EAD approval came like in a month and my H four approval came in eight months. What so is same... your question on the August of two thousand twenty one? Okay, so if the EAD comes uh, uh, prior, if if I get the EAD approval and my H one approval is getting delayed. So can I work on the H4 receipt notice uh, because no. it's uh, extension and not like change of status? You mean to say H4 EAD extension? You're speaking about. You can stay in the country without EAD approval. You cannot work. No, if my EAD if they approve the EAD prior to approving the H4. Well, most probably H4 and EAD will be approved at the same day, ma'am. There are some rare circumstances that happen. This most probably 99% of the time, H4 and EAD will be approved on the same day. 
Okay. The, the reason why I gave example of my last time application was they approved my EAD way ahead of my uh, H4. Yeah. It was one of one, one percent of the time it happens. If they do, you can, you can work. I can work. Okay. Thank you. That's yeah. what I wanted. But thank you me. have a higher chance of your adjustment of status EAD to be approved than your H4 yeah. EAD. Yeah. Okay. I'm just waiting. Whichever comes first, I'll use that. Whichever comes first, you can continue working. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you so much. Manasa? Manasa? Ramya? Um, hi, Rahul. Thank you for the chance. Uh, so my question is, uh, my husband is, uh, is applying for H1 in premium processing. Uh, so if we file litigation, uh, is it applicable for biometrics also or only after biometrics is the litigation would be applicable? First of all, we are not processing litigation anymore. There's a class action shoot that uh, we are helping out right now. Okay. Uh, we're part of the American Immigration Lawyers Association. So, yes, we okay. used to file court litigation, but right now we are not. Okay, so what, apart from going to India, getting stamping for H4, coming back and applying for EAD, is there any other quicker way to get EAD? Other than uh, contact other than the contact in the congressman, which doesn't work, other than contacting the ombudsman, which doesn't work, other okay. than contacting the USCIS through the service request, which doesn't work. No, we don't have any other way right now. Okay, so we just have to blindly wait for the biometric appointment whenever it comes. Unfortunately, or we have to wait for the class action shoot that we are helping out this organization okay. to file it. Hopefully, we win that one. Uh, Okay, okay, so class action suit can be joined or it is just not generally just processing? I mean, it's even if you join, if you don't join, you're part of it unless you want to exclude yourself from there. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, thank you, Rahul. Chandra? Hi, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes, Chandra. Oh, yeah. I have a question uh, on the palm, basically. I'm currently working for company A. And company mm-hmm. A actually initiated my prom process. Uh, I think I received my PWD uh, last Friday, mm-hmm. and then they started Good my advertisement as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm expecting there is a basically advertisement time frame, which is 60 days. I'm hoping mm-hmm. they will plan probably like May the perm. Once they file the perm, and let's Seven say in months. the few, yeah, it will take some months, band or December, I'm assuming, but. Meanwhile, uh, the company B is basically acquiring company A, which is my current company. In that case, if perm petition is in basically impending with the Department of Labor, whoever it is, but what happens to that petition if company B acquires company A? Is there any amendment? If, if, or uh, if, if yeah, I would not do anything. I would let the I would let the labor approved, assuming. Okay that the new company is going to take the full responsibility of the immigration. And that okay. we call it as a successor of interest for the immigration purposes, though. Yes, so if the yeah. new company is a successor of interest, the new company can file an I-140 using the labor certification of a different company. Okay. There is no point of uh, basically starting from the scratch for the new company B. It, it I... depends on if the new company is going to meet the success of interest definition. If it does not meet the success of interest, then okay. you have to file the labor certification again. 
Most probably, if one company is acquiring another company, I mean, without looking at it, they probably will meet the requirement. Now, I have to look into the documents to say that, but we don't even know the documents because they're not there right now. Got you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And uh, one last question. Right now, right now, right now, beggars can't be choosers. So right now, because you can't put an advertisement with company, uh, the new company. So you will have to wait until how these things turn out. And if I sure. were you, I would like to proceed as fast as possible with the existing company and then yes, most yeah. probably see if they will meet the success of interest requirement. Sure, yeah. Last question is, uh, basically in what stage that EB2 or EB3 will basically categorize, whether in filing the I-140 or in the perm application? At the time of perm application itself, the lawyer will document it for the EB2 or EB3 though. Okay. Having said that, if the lawyer documented it for EB2, when he goes to the I-140, he can choose to pick either options. Remember, oh, I was okay. telling an example. If you can lift 200 cages, yeah. then I can say, no, you can lift 100 cages too. Yeah. Is that right? But sure, if yeah. I document, if I started documenting that you can only lift 100 cages. Now, if I have to document that you can, you have, you can lift 200 cages, I have to start from the scratch. Everything. Sure, Revealing yeah. wage I, and everything. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. And then I already have my approved I-140, which is basically from like a three different years company. back. Yeah, different company. Uh, I think mm-hmm. as part of the I-140, I can choose the priority date, the whole priority date, whichever it is there. Right? Yeah, I can that's good. That's go good. With AB2 yeah. or AB3. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Go fast, Ekula. Hello. Yeah, hi Rahul. Yes, Bupal. Yeah, hi. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, Rahul, my question is: uh, my employer has filed an EB3 uh, downgrade petition in October, and it mm-hmm. was delivered to USCIS on October 26. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, it was incorrectly de- uh, de- uh, rejected by the USCIS person, saying that mm-hmm. uh, incorrect fee. But my la- mm-hmm. when my la- my lawyer said everything was put correctly. And when he received the package, he also re-verified and everything was correct. And he just resent the package with some letter back to them. And it was mm-hmm. delivered in January uh, uh, first week. Again, mm-hmm. uh, it was re-delivered again in January first week. Uh, recently, I got receipt notice uh, for all of them. But my mm-hmm. question is, since in January, they were not honoring uh, uh, debts or filing chart, right? And yeah, yeah. it is a mistake on USAC part. So how they yeah, I think so. I think so. You have the. I think so. You have a documentation indicating all these things that it was wrongly sent. That should be enough for you to qualify, though. Okay. I mean, it is a mistake on USAS side, right? So if that's my what, liar, that's, what, that's, what, that's, that that's what. That's what. I know. That's what. That's what. That's what it is. Then uh, so right they, n- right now, based on what you're telling, we should be fine. Because they wrongfully rejected it. Mm-hmm. We're seeing things like yours, even if they have rejected mm-hmm. it for clerical errors, they're taking it back because administration has changed it. Mm-hmm. So you should be fine. I'm not expecting much problem for you. That means if they, since they accepted the application and, re, re, uh, and uh, yeah, 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 they should notice it is okay I, then. It is okay or huh? I wouldn't, I wouldn't guarantee that it is okay, Bupal. I wouldn't guarantee that mm-hmm. it is okay. I would just 
tell you that most probably it's okay. I will not say that it's guaranteed to be okay. I would not use the word. Oh, okay. But do, there is a possibility that they might issue an RIP when they do the actual processing. There is always a possibility. Yes. There's always a possibility. So, I would like you to keep all the FedEx and all the documents together. Um, make sure mm-hmm. you collect the documents of the October. Keep it so that whenever, if there is any RFE, because I don't know whether you're going to be with this company, with this lawyer or somebody, some other lawyer at a later time. Collect all the documents from this law firm and the company to keep it so that later on when you change the company, you can show the documentation. That's all you can do right now. Okay. No, I mean, if, if they issue a EAD, right, does that mean that it is okay or, or I might have a problem later Gopal, on? you don't yeah. know when you are going to be asked the RFA. You be prepared. That's all you can do. Just because they issue an EAD doesn't mean anything. Just because there are cases that even after the green card also, they can suffer you. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, Rahul, one more question is like if, uh, let, let's say if uh, in generally, right, if uh, they are not honoring the dates for filing chart in any month, and if any application, uh, when an applicant try to send an application, do they actually accept the application or they reject it by no, saying they reject the date? They, they reject it, but Bhupal, there are cases they mm-hmm. accept it also. That doesn't make it proper for them to file it. You keep on arguing that. Why did they accepted it? Oh, you can't rely on their mistake. You only can rely on what you have done. Don't keep on pointing out why did they accept it? Why did they accept it? No, that is not by itself sufficient. Please collect the documents, as I said. And if I were you, I would rely on that thing. Thank you, Bhupal. Okay, Next question, you. please. Ready? Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you so much. So Rahul, uh, I filed my 485 in October 2020. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, my date is current. Right, my date is current. So mm-hmm. I'll be completing my 180 days uh, in the month of April. So my company is mm-hmm. uh, right now. My company is saying me, okay, if my company wanted to move to a different location, a different branch in different state, but you know they filed mm-hmm. labor 140 uh, in the current location where I'm working. But company is willing mm-hmm. to move me only after 180 date have passed. So mm-hmm. do you see any, do you see any issue here, Rahul? No, not at all. The company has been, um, there are ways around, the, around that also. There are many ways around it. The company is trying to act very cautiously and very safely. I don't see any issue whatsoever at all. I can't imagine anything can go wrong the way that your company's lawyer are approaching in your case. They're very defensive. They're yes, not aggressive. Yes, Rahul. Yes, Rahul. And a follow-up question. Okay, so uh, now my, what my company is saying, they wanted to file amendment now for the new location in the premium processing, but they want to put effective date only after the 180 days have passed, sometime in May or June. What, so, amendment, what, are, what amendment are they speaking about? So H-1B amendment for the new location. H-1B, H-1B amendment. Okay. Yeah, that, they can do that. I don't see any problem with that. Okay, so I was so, thinking they were. So we can, I was thinking they're trying to amend the adjustment of status. No, don't do that. No, no, H1B, no it's, yeah. it's one B. Yeah. So, yeah, so it means so they can they can put a future yeah. date that you are going to be working at a. Let's say you're working in New York. You're going to be working in Florida. They can put a future date. Absolutely not a problem. The lawyers are doing but, perfect. You are in good hands. 
okay but rahul you know but don't you think you know the uscis might question okay you know you you filed amendment before 180 days have passed but your intention is to move at different location but in a form 140 filed in other location something like that i'm just worrying no no no, no i'm not worried about it at all there's no um, there are a lot of excuses even if they would have moved you before 180 days there are a lot of ways that we can protect you 99 ways to protect you only one way to get an rf uh i'm not worried about it i'm not worried about it i'm not okay. worried at all thank you rahul yeah th- thank you so much rahul santosh the last ca- uh, santosh will be the last caller we take guys i have appointments at 12 o'clock santosh go ahead rahul i am on h1b visa i'm in india i got visa stamping done and like i want to come back to us if flight is two days i just realized i've lost my original i797 approval form so is it like a- hopefully it's safe to travel back i have a photocopy i just don't have the original yeah that's fine i don't see that as a problem for your travel i don't okay. see that as a problem so after coming back i can like apply for duplicate you don't need duplicate why no the major problem is for you to enter into this country why do you need it you get a 994 based on that you can go for, uh, for you can go for the driving license you don't need duplicate okay. whenever they ask i can just present the photocopy Yeah I mean you're fine they have ways to verify they can check the photocopy have you faked this one they have ways to check it and they they can check it and then if you know I don't see any problem for you thank you very much thank you very much guys uh, the next conference call will be uh, next zoom call zoom session will be uh, need to get adjusted to the zoom session will be uh, uh, on um, uh, friday i'm sorry Friday at 3.30. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome day.